You're listening to Thoughts from the Ledge, the official podcast of Gray Ledge Advisors with Scott Albracio and Mani Sharma. Hi, and welcome back to this episode of Thoughts from the Ledge. I'm Scott Albracio, your host, and today I've got with us Manish Sharma, who is our financial analyst. Manny, uh, as we call you in the office, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, Scott. Thanks for bringing me here again. Oh, you're, it's it's always great having you on on, on the session, uh, Manny, because you do bring in some great insight. And as we sort of are coming out of the end of 2023, looking into 2024, I always find it very intriguing as to um, what your thoughts are for the future. Now, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I do also know that you spend a lot of time analyzing the markets and the companies that are in the markets. And as we do in our retirement plans and with some some of our individual investors, we're always seeking opportunity. Where do you, where, where, where do you feel that we have opportunity uh, for 2024, be it in sectors or uh, geographies, be it European, foreign, emerging? Let's talk that and let's, let's find out what your thoughts are on 2024. So this is a very wide topic, but it's also very interesting to talk about. And I just don't want to be in a profit predicting things, but I'll just start with some little backdrop Mm -hmm. of where we are and where I think things are going. Okay. And before you do that, we have historically shifted in and out of different sectors. Yes. And because of good reason. You have clean energy, you've got uh, ESG, you've got all these different sectors that are out we there. We rotated them out of them. Uh, we, we did, we did, yes. in, in for good reason. Good and reasons. So give us some insight as to where we think, in based on all your analyticals that you've done, where we're going in what's going to be uh, positive for us in 2024. So we are in the last cycle of expansion, mm-hmm. late last cycle, and I recently attended a conference, how a JP Morgan conference, and we also discussed it over there that how we are in a slow, slow motion, recessionary times. Mm-hmm. And with this, what we are trying to emphasize on the fact is how the rising interest rates, which have risen to quite a, uh, on all the aspects from the two year to the 10 year, close to 5%, are taking the capital expenditures out of the market from the private sector. Mm-hmm. And where we are from this consumer, where we have seen a large amount of destruction in the share prices of the companies which are directly related to consumers, whether it's Macy's, Foot Locker, we know all these companies have had major price drops because right. of the earning guidance being lower. And even in the clean energy size, uh, we rotated out of it just in time last year. The guidance has been lower because now not many people are opting for it as the, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. We are at the lowest point of the housing starts for since 2007. Yeah. So now about what can go right in the late stage expansion. It would be counterintuitive, but energy and materials have historically been able to perform better in the late stage cycles Mm -hmm. because companies continue to produce at their full capacity. Mm -hmm. 
and the demand seems to be there. And when we are in a world where there are geogra- geopolitical tensions rising, so the supply of the goods is not as frictionless mm-hmm. and the cost rises, mm-hmm. which entails that there are still margins for the energy producers and the material producers there, and that will keep on supporting them. We have approached the late cycle uh, and even the last stage of the Fed tightening. So utilities which have had already the, they have the destruction for the year, they are now down 13% for the year. Mm Mm-hmm. They are a very good spot. They are in their less than 10 percentile. So they have been the cheapest they have all been for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Utilities are going to be, uh, are very attractive at these levels. Mm-hmm. Consumer staples, when we are in the last stage of the expansion, they have historically performed well. And General Mills, it came down as... Uh, brand might have suggested that in his broadcast as well came down from 99 to 59 yeah and general mills is not a ponzi and it's not a tech company it's not a company which has a future revenue unpredictable it's a company stable household name mm-hmm. with a brands which we value and new markets and new products coming to the market uh, so decent growth is always there with General Mills and those consumer staples. So well, let, let's pause for a second and, and look at a company like General Mills. What what forced that stock price down? Two factors. Mm-hmm. Repricing of the assets altogether. Okay. So if you can get 5% on the U.S. Treasuries, mm-hmm. you don't want to pay 30 times for uh, consumer staples. Consumer staple, okay. Second, consumers are weakening. Consumers have been uh, weakening to the extent they are moving to the Costco brands, to the consumer store label brands. Okay, generics. So Mm. as you uh, turn down the brands, it doesn't bode very well for the companies to a certain extent. I understand now. Okay, yep. So... Some of the destruction was warranted. Mm-hmm. Some has been overextended. Mm-hmm. And also, this is a very, very nice time to up the value or up the quality of the portfolio. Okay. How so? Last year, we were fortunate enough to get our clients into high-quality companies where they were when they we had a severe downturn, we mm-hmm. were able to get them into the Googles, mm-hmm. Amazon, AMD. Mm-hmm. All these companies have performed very well this year. And that was a good window, I'll say. And you have all the assets had a drawdown mm-hmm. in 2022. All the stocks had the drawdown, all the sectors mostly. And we were able to still move into the sectors where we found attractive valuations, attractive managements, long-term secular growth. This is also going to give us an opportunity to enter into the sectors which we like, mm-hmm. where we like the management more. So I see this as a sector rotation time. I see this as a geographically r- rotation time to the co- countries where you have not been exposed in. I see it 
getting exposure to the right managements and right industries. For example, now we have been adding cybersecurity for last two years, and it has been working out tremendously well. Mm-hmm. And in this world, whether it's a geographical or it's geopolitical, there are all the bad actors in the cybersecurity space, and every kind of industry is exposed to the threats of cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. So having an enterprise cybersecurity winners in your portfolio at right valuations at good opportunity is always a welcome for us. And we have had our picks perform exceedingly well for our clients. The same is the case. Now we can opt for a few names which might even get better at the price. Nike, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. These are some of the companies which we like at the current prices. Right. And this is an educational podcast. This is not a recommendation in any form. It's just these all these names I'm talking. I just cannot stop myself. This is just an example. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think you bring up a good point. Is that we we really scrutinize the market, and you know, we're looking to pick up good quality companies that meet our criteria. And if you could do them while they're, if you will, forgive me, on sale because the stock prices have dropped so much, we know they're going to get back up to their levels that they were at, if not exceed it. Why not take advantage of what the market presents to you? Exactly, Scott. Just buying the sector leaders at the right prices. Mm -hmm. I had a colleague with me and we would talk on about the markets that at price to earnings of 60 or 70, there is a there, there are always accidents happening in the stocks, right? Whether any company you can pick it up, it has had accidents. So it's your, your, so you have to know whether you want to buy it after the accident or before the accident. And we try to buy the leaders, but we are also very cognizant of the prices mm-hmm. and which cycle we are in right. for the particular sector. Now, talking about geography. Yeah. Geographically, we have been bullish on India. And we continue to be bullish on India. But next year, it's it going to be, it's going to be difficult for the emerging market as the interest rates has risen. So there will be less dollar flows or euro flows to the emerging markets mm-hmm. comparatively. Right. So... We are neutral on the emerging markets, not very bullish. We are selective as per the markets as well. We are going to be bottom-up selectors for the next quarter and next year rather than being bullish on the U.S. market on the whole. Hmm. So that's... How about established European companies in in the the markets, the the value European market space? What does that look like? 12.2 times forward earnings for the European markets and the three and their 10-year bond yields only 3%. Mm. So that's very uh, good backdrop compared to the U.S., which is 20 times price to earnings and 5% 10-year. Right. So do, you, you, do we find opportunity in, in foreign markets, European markets, in, in what we would consider large-cap value type companies that are, that are over there? Absolutely, absolutely. That's the place where we want to be, but we don't just want to put a net on all of the Europe mm-hmm. and buy it um, extensively. We are going to be very selective. Mm-hmm. We are going to pick, pick the areas where we think 
uh, US might not do very well and Europe might do well because they also have their own challenges as, as Europe depends on China on some extents uh, for the growth and the growth background on the Europe is also not too good. Mm-hmm. So that's what, so we are, we like some UK companies better than some German. Right. And mm-hmm. so we have our own pockets of interest. Oh, good. And we're still ex-China, correct? Is, yes, we, structurally, yes. Uh-huh. China has some good uh, uh, good flows for them going on from the government support. But structurally, yes, we are still uh, emerging market ex-China. Okay. Manny, I, I always find it fascinating when we get a chance to talk about markets, indices, and geographic sectors and how things all mesh together. Uh, brilliant, my friend. Thank you very much for spending time with us today. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for bringing me. I hope I didn't make it too complex or too much into my thoughts. No, I, I think our listeners will get uh, some value out of this. So once again, Manny, thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. You've been listening to Greyledge Advisors Thoughts from the Ledge podcast. To learn more, please contact your Greyledge advisor or visit us at greyledge.com. <laughs>